right, so hello everyone, my name's Justin Flitter, I'm the chair of the New Zealand Tech Marketers Group, and today we have with us uh, three wonderful people who joined our Emerging Leaders Program uh, over the last year or so. Hannah Howard, uh, hi and welcome, how are you? Hi Justin, doing good, thanks. And Laura May. Hello Justin, how are you? I'm good, and Penny. <laughs> Justin. It's nice to see you all again. So Tech Marketers Group was started six or seven years ago uh, and has grown to a wonderful community of marketers working for software, technology, professional services and kind of tech marketing roles. So working in uh, automation or web or email um, and data, all sorts of um, different roles. So it's really exciting uh, for me and for all of us to reconnect and, and have you on this podcast webinar interview uh, today. So first of all, we're going to explore uh, some of the things that uh, you do, that you've noticed, your insights as young marketers, um, as the marketing world, especially in B2B tech, is changing very quickly. So First of all, I'm going to get you to uh, introduce yourselves and tell us about your current role. And I'm going to start with you, Hannah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me here today. Um, so yeah, I'm Hannah Howard. I'm based in Christchurch, New Zealand, working remote as the customer marketing manager at Lawview. Lawview is a SaaS company based in Tauranga, and our product is a legal workspace for in-house legal teams. So I sit within the growth and brand marketing team at Lawview and the core of my role is storytelling through the lens of our wonderful customers. So I partner with our customers to showcase their stories as in-house legal teams going through digital transformation using Lawview. And the main ways I do this is through writing case studies, creating video testimonials, as well as producing our webinars and speaking at sessions and events. And with Lawview being a growth company, I wear hats outside of this, of course, including account-based marketing efforts and then field marketing through event sponsorships. And outside of work, um, I'm a big fan of the outdoors, especially mountain biking and skiing, and not too recently returned from living in Seattle, Washington for seven years. Wow, well, being based down in Christchurch, <laughs> you've uh, got all the mountains all around you, so that's uh, it's a wonderful uh, spot to be, isn't it? Absolutely, yep, it's the, it's the dream right now. And... So Lawview's done an awful lot of work to create the category that you're in, which didn't really exist before. And a lot of that's been uh, involved with some of the community building. And, you know, I speak especially of note would be the InView magazine and that, that community um, that Sharon Simpson's been helping you to do, who spoke at our conference earlier in the year. Um, how does that... Uh, kind of ecosystem of content and stories that's obviously a big part of kind of your role feeding and resourcing into that right yeah absolutely we're extremely lucky at Lawview to within the marketing umbrella we have uh the community team led by Sean Simpson and then we have our team growth and brand marketing and then led by Bindi Griffin and then also we have our product marketing team led by um Ashley Bass and so yeah, extremely lucky to have that resource in the community. Um, I think my role in particular, I love because it, it works across those three teams quite a lot. And those three teams exist very much to 
build content through the marketing funnel. Um, and so Sean's very much, you know, creating and has created such a, an awesome community. Um, and most recently has had um, or launched the InView, um, our first InView community conference. And, you know, the feedback we got from that, from our customers that are in the community and also just the wider community itself is that it's a really genuine place that people are going to, to share knowledge. But, you know, in turn, that also gives, um, me the ability to pull from that community and start to educate about you know the, the technology technology solutions that can help the challenges that in-house legal teams are facing mm. um and so yeah it's, it's very much a, an important strategy for our team and one that's been invested in right from the top of LawView and, and we feel really passionate about Mm, yeah, look, it's, uh, I think a lot of organisations uh, around New Zealand are looking to law view as a case study of, of best practice around that. So it's, uh, it's really exciting. Uh, Penny, welcome. Can you tell us a little about you and your role? Hi, yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me today. So I am also based down in Christchurch and I work for, I'm the marketing manager for Eyes on Science. Uh, so we are a nanotechnology company and we create and sell uh, isolation and characterization tools for mostly researchers working with nanobiological particles. Um, so the idea is that we create products that mean that you worry about your big research questions and isolation and characterization is taken care of by us. So that's what we do. Um, yeah, I've, our marketing team is quite small. Um, so it's myself, a graphic designer part-time, and then a couple of content writers. So our strategy is really focused on content marketing and being experts in our field, which is extracellular vesicles mostly. And so making sure that we're a part of that community and that we're someone that is trusted um, building our brand in that regard to be like, hey, we're the people you can go to when you have research questions, when you're having issues with these things, um, come to us and we want to be kind of partnering with our customers because research is a space where these questions are difficult, they're challenging, there's um, a lot of regulation and things coming in. So it's making sure that people are on board and that we can support them in the best way to answer their so, questions. So a professional service or? A... Yeah, but moving into that as well. Um, so uh, one of our products is the isolation columns and looking at building custom large columns for people in kind of either the cosmetic or therapeutic space. And so where, where are your customers mostly? Um, they're all around the world. We're very globally focused. So we have offices here in New Zealand, um, one in Lyon, France, and two in the US now, um, Boston and um, Portland. And how did, you, <clears throat> how did you decide where to open those offices? Um, those offices, it's mostly because here in Christchurch, the community is quite small in terms of EV research. However, globally, there's a lot of research going on in Europe and the US. So that's where our focus is. It's mm. really interesting. It's super technical, isn't it? <laughs> is <laughs> it that, really quick. <laughs> is, is, I'm do, not sure I understand. Do you have uh, a science background? Yeah, so I did a double degree in pharmacology and marketing. Right, wow. So that's why it's quite a good fit for me here at Amazon. Well, it's, it's a perfect yeah. fit for you, isn't it? It's like, that's the job. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Uh, Laura May, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I uh, am, my name's Laura May. I'm based here in Christchurch as well. 
Um, and I work at Concentrate, which is a B2B tech marketing agency. So we have a mixture of clients who, you know, do commercial power supply and software and they others that do satellite imagery and all sorts um, which is quite fun you get a broad perspective of all of these different countries and uh, not countries <laughs> companies and um, although we have worked with a couple of international companies which is pretty awesome um, recently one that was uh, in the US which was fantastic and but yeah my role I do a bunch of things from you know the ads and emails and newsletters and all of that to helping out with uh, website builds for some of our clients, which is great. Um, and recently we started the Growing Tech podcast for Concentrate, which is very fun. And we had a fellow called Dan Tyre um, from HubSpot um, who we interviewed. And so, yeah, I organized all of that. Um, but yeah, the main software that we use is HubSpot because it's just got, it's, it's so amazing you've got service hub and marketing hub and all of these sorts of different things and it's really really helpful to have everything or most things that you need in one software so that's yeah. what we use at concentrate so yeah that's what i do what's in the water in christchurch that's creating this <laughs> ecosystem of of amazing tech companies and marketers it's the place to be <laughs> Yeah, it was funny when I recently moved back and I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I felt I'd been away for seven years and I sort of felt like I didn't know anyone locally and then just slowly turning over the soil, there's so many people popping up and I think just the ability to work remote but from any location is super appealing. Maybe that is for me anyway. I mean, for the New Zealand Tech Marketers Group, Christchurch is, you know, one of our, um, if not our most active um, community. Like, I think... You know, Helen and, and, and Brittany do a, do a great job coordinating down there, but uh, it's, uh, it's really exciting for, uh, for our community, I think for New Zealand, that, that Christchurch is becoming such a, a great hub of talent um, and capability and, um, and lots of you know, really exciting companies coming out of, of down that way. So that's, it's really cool. So uh, how did you get your first job? Um, Penny, your um, first marketing <laughs> job, not your, not perhaps not the first, the first job, perhaps your first marketing job. Well, this is this your is is Zion your first marketing job? No, it's not. So I started my career marketing career up in Auckland at Fisher and Paykel Healthcare um, with Nick Carrot, who is part of the tech marketers group. He's the, um, one of the founders. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I met her actually when I was at university. So I studied down in Otago. And um, her and a few other people came and visited and I met them there. But the funny story is, is that I applied three times before I got a job there. <laughs> but I ended up working in Nick's team, um, which was really cool. And it ended up being the right role in the end, which was great um, and a really awesome experience. But I suppose it just shows the power of networking and making connections. And persistence. That too. <laughs> what attracted you to... Fisher and Paykel other than you had met Nick before? I think it really showed me that because I was doing that double degree with the marketing and science and at the at the time I didn't really know what kind of roles in New Zealand that would be available for me with that kind of skill set and whether I'd be able to utilize both sides of my degrees um, so it was really cool to see a big company in New Zealand that has got like a a clinical and scientific focus but I could be in marketing in that so that was the appeal of Fisher and Paykel Healthcare. Mm. 
Hannah, what about you? What was your first marketing job? Yeah, so I actually trained as a lawyer uh, in New Zealand and did my internships and then worked as a graduate in the profession for 18 months. Um, but actually through all of this, I'd always been really curious about business and innovation. And then the opportunity came up to move to Seattle. Um, and so I really jumped at this chance. And obviously this came with the hard decision to put legal on pause. But soon I found myself working in a customer success role for Outreach, which is a sales um, SaaS software based in Seattle. And just kind of immediately was drawn to the energy of, of the startup world. Um, and it, yeah, really continued to spark the passion um, that I have for business. Um, and so with the company being at such an early stage, like very, very early stage when I was there, um, again, I was wearing multiple hats and I ended up working a lot on product marketing. Um, I think it might've had something to do with my Kiwi accent being in America. So I was like on all of our go-to-market um, communications to our customers. And I ended up just really loving um, the, the process of marketing and found like a lot of my um, skill sets from law actually applied to that um, and then yeah I haven't haven't looked back and probably similar to Penny like I've ended up working for Law View which is just a perfect fit for me having had that initial legal experience but now working in marketing which I'm a lot more passionate about and just coming at it from a different angle. It's really interesting how you've both kind of studied in um a different field or you you know penny you did a bit of marketing you did marketing as well but you found roles that uh cross over both those skill sets and passions right um uh laura may what about you um my first marketing job was an interesting one i was i was fresh out of uni and um i was just desperate to find a job to be honest and i was like oh no I've, it was really funny i had printed off CVs for um, marketing in one hand and then CVs for hospitality in the other because I was like, I need a job. <laughs> um, but there was this one place that I handed my CV into and it was um, a beauty salon and it wasn't really much marketing, but I thought it would be. I stayed there for three months and then a agency that was in the exact same building as that beauty salon um, said, hey, look, I've read through your CV and we need someone now. <laughs> And I was like, great, this is agency work. I'm hopping right in. So I, I joined that marketing agency. This is in Wellington. Um, and I stayed there for a wee while and got some really valuable, um, you know, experience in marketing, Facebook and Google ads and all of that um, and managing your time and whatnot. So that was kind of my first marketing job. Um, but yeah, then COVID hit and it was a bit of a pause for me. And so I started to do contract work. So um, when I was based at home in Golden Bay, I did contract work for local um, authors and cafes and restaurants and all that sort of stuff. And it really gave me good insight into, you know, the basis of, of, of how a business kind of runs because, you know, technically you are one. And um, yeah, it was, it was great. And then I moved down to Christchurch and have loved working at Concentrate since so yeah I think one of the I mean one of the great things about working agency side is <clears throat> that you you are working across lots of different companies and lots of different problems and challenges mm -hmm. so while the tools and the tactics that you use um, you know the channels to market might be similar your approaches are all quite different. And so it gets you to um, kind of think about things in different ways. Um, uh, I guess there's always that debate around, you know, client side 
agency side yeah. uh, and and which one kind of works well but I've always I mean I've spent a bit of time uh, working in inside agencies as well and you you learn a lot very quickly it's very fast-paced it is yeah very. it is fast-paced and, and and a lot of pressure and in terms of you know um uh that that knowledge the knowledge that you build working across lots of different companies so that certainly accelerates your capability pretty quickly i think mm. yeah the first agency that i was at was very like b2c whereas constraint is very b2b so i've even had that kind of a broad spectrum of understanding now so yeah multiple what do you on. think that what's the key difference between that b2c agency work and b2b what's the I think B2C is definitely more freedom to create, be creative and trial new things. And it's it just, it appears more exciting, but of course it's also very focused on a larger audience too. Whereas B2B is so niche. Um, and sometimes that's hard to do um, when you're creating ads and whatnot. It's so hard to find that niche and kind of, cause New Zealand's small as well, it's yeah. But then again, that's also um, valuable and helpful because you know, you you've got your like it helps the sales team do the job better because you've got that niche and you can target towards them easily and all of that it's pros and cons i think the uh one of the things that has struck me certainly in my work this year is that with especially with b2b enterprise you know the you don't have to be focused on so on the numbers well the num the way that you think about the numbers and 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 your marketing world completely shift because the number of customers that you need to move the dial isn't and it might be different in the law view world or certainly when i was at zendesk it was very different then right because we'd be getting you know hundreds and thousands of new signups a day um but and that's kind of you know fast-paced SaaS environment but for enterprise SaaS you know if you're getting one deal a month you might be growing 20 percent you know and so you, the way that you think about how many people are visiting my website um you know what's our open rate what's the click-through rate some of these vanity metrics you know you, you're not looking necessarily I mean, it would be great if you're getting a 20 or 30 percent you know click-through rate but actually you need to find of your um, you know, if you've got a thousand person target account list or, you know, you're building an ABM model, if you can find half a dozen in there that are engaged and active and you can carry through, then that's that's what you need. And you've got to find, because, you, you know, the timing and the sales cycle can be so long. The other 994, you know, they'll become interested at some point, but those six are the ones that you've got to really focus on right now. And it's it's that job of kind of finding the people in those organizations to put up their hand to go, yes, it's me, come talk to me. <laughs> so the, the way you think about numbers is that, do you guys find that as, as well? Is that kind of the way that you think about those numbers or are you kind of always looking at, um, uh, you know, trying to trying to increase things how do you approach your kind of your the numbers and the business Penny yeah we have two really different sides of our business so the isolation side versus the characterization side 
um, isolation is kind of quite consumable. It's quite fast moving. It's not, there's not so much friction with that purchase. So we find that kind of someone might inquire and buy within the month and it's not an issue. Whereas the characterization side of the business, it's a $45,000 US device, um, which obviously if it's a university buying it, that kind of thing, there's a lot of hoops that our customers have to jump through. So it's making sure that we're like helping them through that. And you're like exactly what you're saying. You know, if there's five or six people moving through that funnel at a time, that's awesome. But if there's, there might be, a few thousand that were kind of maybe in our um, email nurturing campaigns and things that are kind of in the background, like making sure they don't forget about us, but the focus is on those few that are at that purchasing decision and how can we support them? Yeah, yeah. And how does, what does that look like for you, Hannah? Uh, it's been quite, ex well, I, I think everything's exciting in marketing, but I don't know if exciting is the right word here, but it's been a cool change or shift in mentality I've seen in our team um, and, yeah, Bindi's been a huge advocate for this. Of We used to measure ourselves largely off how many MQLs we were creating every month, um, which is just not really sustainable um, because you're just, eventually you've saturated the market in terms of your digital strategy and we just weren't going to be able to continue to increase MQLs every month. So we made a big shift to actually measuring um, how much influence we have on opportunities. And that's been a really exciting shift, I think, because... Um, you are nurturing them a lot further down from our team's perspective down the funnel um, with the content we're creating and, and able to retarget. And then, yeah, just, just recently um, in terms of ABM, um, we've got different strategies depending on the different sized legal teams. Um, so we can support any sized legal teams, but we split them in terms of size in regards to marketing to them. And my particular uh, role has been really focused on the large enterprise ones. And yes, selecting literally 10 on the, the West Coast of America, 10 companies and doing a really high touched um, account-based marketing approach to specific personas within the team. Um, and we're really new to that. Literally we're in month two of a pilot program, um, which is a long burn. It's gonna be a long burn for us that we're measuring it over 12 months, but yeah. we're already seeing some really exciting traction. And, and I think it just shows that those like high touch um, approaches still really do work. Um, and ultimately we're selling B2B, but we're selling to humans. And that really keeps me inspired, you know, um, and the messaging that we're creating and, and you know, um, yeah, learning a lot along the way like you said, Penny, depending on the different industries, sometimes there's a lot of hoops to go through. And um, yeah, so so it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to segment and, and really change your strategy based on that. I like what you said around, you know, it's it's B2B, but we're still selling to humans, right? <laughs> and, and that emotional, empathetic approach is still really important. I mean, it comes, it comes across so much in, in B2C marketing when you know we're really talking we're trying to get that emotional connection there often in in b2b we can lean on you know features and benefits um very quickly and easily and we lose that emotional connection to how is this actually going to help you in your role be better grow be seen as more um valuable all of that type of stuff right how do you how have you um woven in those um those those narratives to make sure that you're connecting with people at that emotional level hannah 
I think it's been a huge part of what we're doing on category creation. So, um, you know, we're obviously a technology product and a big thing is on how we save time. And not only are we messaging that that's really important in terms of saving time um, and money for the business, but it's also giving lawyers that go in-house the time back to spend on strategic work that ultimately they went in-house to do. Um, that's a big, so it's tapping into that incentive of why the lawyers go in-house, what's well, to go in-house to be more business focused and do more strategic business work. And a, what we're seeing is that there is a real disconnect and they're really bogged down by the day-to-day -day work. So what mm -hmm. Lawview does is it really enables them to get that time back and then they're achieving you know, their own goals personally. And I think that's a message that's really resonated um, and really helped us to create category, but also we message quite strongly through our community arm as well. Mm. Um, Penny, how is, do you weave in, how do you weave in the emotional, personal connection stories into your marketing? Do you? Yeah, we definitely been focused on um, including that more uh, recently and it's really focused on you know the research that these people are doing they're really passionate about it you know like they've been studying this for years if not decades but they're really involved in that community and they're really passionate about what they do and they they just need the tools that are going to be reliable they need the papers to back it up and it's making that easy and making it like hey this is for you it's about you like let's are you ready to take your isolation to the next level? Like that, those kind of messaging really focused on them as opposed to, I think B2B marketing a lot of the time tends to focus on, look at how great our product is and tries to sell, you know, all the specs of it. And it's like, well, yeah, of course it's got all of that. Like that's what you expect from the product. However, like what does it actually do for me and thinking of it from that point of view and trying to put that lens on it of, okay, if I'm the customer reading this brochure, reading this ad, reading whatever it is, like, what do, what do I get from it? Um, and so taking that approach to our marketing, we've seen, like, quite positive results um, from taking that kind of lens and shifting some of our messaging to have that more focus on what the product does for you and what you're going to be able to do for your research. Um, Laura May, stepping into, you know, your roles and growing into kind of leadership capacity, where do you... Where do you, well, actually, first of all, you know, being a young marketer, especially growing through agencies and working with uh, leadership teams within your various clients, how have you built trust and authority as a young marketer in those environments? Um, I think it's really important to just be open and honest with the clients and, and bring on all of your team and kind of just communicate, treat them like, you know, a friend and, and um, obviously you've got, I've got a lot of knowledge and experience in, in marketing and all of that. And the clients, I mean, that my clients range from talking to the CEOs to DMSs across multiple companies. So I've got knowledge on marketing and I want to share that and help them and support their, um, you know, get them sales, get them leads. Um, and so I kind of supply that kind of knowledge and, 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 create that trust through there but also just understanding the clients and what they want and what they need is really really important um because 
you know, you want to be heard as, as a client and you want to know that your marketing team or somebody, an agency really understands your message and your, you know, reason behind why you have a, this company. I think mm. that's really important. Um, I think a lot of agencies sometimes, I think this is more B2C, a lot of B2C agencies will just be like, let's create some ads, let's do this, let's do that. And it's like, yeah, but you don't really understand why. Um, and at Concentrate, we really try to try to get, you know, that branding across and nurture their leads. So, yeah. And so where do you, uh, where do you go for your, um, where do you go to build your strength and confidence to grow your leadership cap capability? Um, I'm really, really lucky because we've got uh, so many awesome people at work that are experienced in particular fields. Um, and I can just, uh, it's so nice. I can just knock on the little table and and, and get some support of, of specific areas. Um, but also I have regular one-on-ones with, um, you know, the manager and, and have chats that way and just kind of understand a little bit more about the strategy and all of that. Um, but also, I love listening to podcasts that are all about um, marketing because they've got some great insights on there. And listening to um, all of the, you know, US tech companies on their podcasts, it's it's really valuable um, insights. And I think that New Zealand companies can learn a lot from those US ones. All right. Favorite podcast of the moment. What is it? Um, not going to lie. I still do listen to the HubSpot one. <laughs> I'm a fan through and through. <laughs> interest. <laughs> Uh, Hannah, how did, I mean, you're, uh, you know, you're growing in your career and, and taking on a lot. Where do you go to build your leadership capability and, and, and confidence within the business, but, you know, thinking about what you want to achieve in the years ahead as well? Yeah, um, very, very lucky at Lawview. We, um, our chief marketing officer came from uh, LinkedIn in San Fran and he's now living in Auckland. And so he pretty quickly after he arrived, set up a marketing summit um, for all of us to come together. Um, and he brought on some great speakers. And um, like you said, Laura, it's, that a lot of them were from the States. And so really like pulling from things that they'd learned there. Um, so we, yeah, we just have, incredible knowledge shared within our team um and then being members of group like tech marketers going to meetups um pmm alliance is also great as well um they have a customer marketing track within that um but i think one thing that i've always just loved doing is just increasing my network and so um you know not only attending networking events and whatnot but it's also looking at who your colleagues know um and who they might be able to connect you with that has specific experience especially in my role customer marketing is somewhat new um and not always defined so it's really good to kind of just reach out and I'll literally reach out to a random on LinkedIn for a 30 minute chat <laughs> and I've had really good response um and talk to people from all different you know industries and, and areas of the world and just um, you know, being given amazing insights and hopefully one day I'll be able to, to give those back um, if anyone needs. But um, yeah, I think just always, you know, trying to set myself a goal of like once a month, trying to have a chat with someone about some new ideas. Uh, that's, that, that's a really, a really good approach. Yeah, I love it. Penny? 
Yeah, um, I'm part of a smaller marketing team. So I feel like I have to be a little bit more like go outside of my company um, to find that kind of support and growth. Um, I'm really lucky that my manager is really passionate about marketing and that he really wants to see the company kind of take risks and be a part of, I mean, marketing is a field that's moving forward so quickly. Um, you've got to kind of take risks and trial things and see what's working and what's not. Um, I also listen to podcasts and things as well. I really appreciate the Tech Marketers Group. It's been great to go to the Christchurch meetups and connect with other people. But one thing you guys haven't mentioned is that I also subscribe to a few marketing newsletters. Um, a lot of them are from the US as well. And it's just, it's a great way to be like, I'm going to have five minutes with my cup of coffee and kind of read about marketing and keep in touch with what's happening. It's quite an easy way to keep up to date with what's happening in the marketing world. So you've all mentioned the US. My question is, what's the biggest difference marketing into the US versus marketing to New Zealanders? That's a tough question. <laughs> I think they're just like they've got the tech capital, you know, they've 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 been doing it for a lot longer. I think they've got kind of a leg up a little bit. Um, but then again, New Zealand is such a great country to trial things out, you know, and 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 we are, we've got so many tech just geniuses in this country and clearly in Christchurch as well. Um, but I think, yeah, there's so many events going on over in the States and it's, it's, it's the tech capital. That's my perspective. For us, it's also where our customers are. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, Hannah, any, I mean, you've, you've lived and worked in the US, are there, you know, do you find, you know, what are the, what are, what would your key points be if you're, you know, a company that's starting to, um, to build their brand and proposition into the US, perhaps they've been doing it in New Zealand or Australia for a few years, there's some unique challenges about working in the US. It's it's culturally different. Um, and, you know, yes, they are a lot more advanced in, in some areas than, than New Zealand and Australia. Uh, but there are a lot of, you know, differences to think about when you're, um, when you're approaching that market. Is there a couple of things off the top of your head that you, that uh, you'd recommend people think about? Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways they are super advanced and they have, I agree, the tech capital and um, there's just so many amazing ideas and they've kind of done everything and we can pull from that. But really at the heart of it, they're really relationship driven people, but it's quite hard to create those relationships. So even from a personal perspective, having lived there, some of our best friendships took a few years to make. Um, and I think that transcends into the business world as well. So I'd say um, I and Lawview does this really well, like our CEO, Sam, you know, I think it was really hard during COVID and we were, you know, stuck in New Zealand, but as soon as the borders opened, he's still over there on the ground, making those relationships um, with obviously his employees, but also with, you know, some of the key customers and people thinking about um, Lawview. And I think, yeah, just they like to build trust and they like to have those those ongoing relationships. So I think that would be kind of the main piece of advice is um, if you're looking at expanding, just really think about trying to get, you know, in person in the market and really, and it's so different. Don't don't treat it as 
one country, every coast is different. There's four different time zones that are all very different. Every state's different as well. So I think think about it state by state um, and really go over there and, and understand, um, you know, before you or as you're kind of, you know, building your culture and your brand over there. Mm. All right. What's um uh Penny will start with you. What's you what would be your advice for a young marketer coming out of university, hunting for their first job? What would your what would your advice be to them today? Oh, that's a good question. Um something I don't think I appreciated enough at the time, but appreciate now being in a smaller marketing team is Fisher and Paykel, I was a sponge. It was great being around other marketers. There's so much to learn, but I find myself even today thinking, oh, like I remember so-and-so did a presentation about that, like channel that kind of energy into what I'm doing now and taking on kind of just absorbing everything that other marketers are doing. Like there's a lot to learn um, initially and to ask questions and to be curious when you go into new roles um, and to also build connections outside of marketing as well. Like both of the companies I've worked for have been quite engineering focused and getting to understand what they do and how they they work and how their teams work and mm. also how the sales team works so that you're that kind of connection between those teams. Um, do, you, yeah, do, you think it was, do you think it was beneficial to have your first marketing role in quite a large team in a large organization versus perhaps if you jumped into where you are now straight out of university? Definitely. Yeah, I really appreciate that experience. It was like, like I said, just being a sponge and learning off everyone and all the, how the different teams worked, everyone brought a different perspective. Mm. Whereas now being in quite a small team, um, you can, I kind of still pull on that experience a lot. So it's really mm. helpful. And I don't know that I'd have, yeah, kind of that um, back knowledge to pull on if I'd come straight into a small team. Mm. Laura? Um, I think being involved in groups like TMG and all of that and, and you know, we've got Canterbury Tech as well. So just being involved in those groups and actually just um, familiarizing yourself with other people's perspectives and, and, and client needs and all of that sort of stuff is really valuable. Um, but then, yeah, as you know, as Penny said, just being curious and, and being that sponge in your first job is, is so important. I, the amount of notes I wrote down in my first job, oh my gosh, I could have written a book. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just absorbing that information and, and also just sharing that knowledge with um, peers that you went to university with is really important because um, they'll appreciate it and they might have some feedback and input for you as well. So just communicating all of your learnings and yeah. And reading the emails that, that, you know, the marketing emails that you get. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But also reading, uh, like subscribing. I love subscribing to other companies just to see what they're doing. Right. And it's kind of like, I'm looking over the fence kind of going, what are they, how do they do it? You know, all the time uh, is, is really, is really interesting. Um, Hannah, what about you? What's your advice for, for, for young marketers as they uh, kick off their career? Yeah, I couldn't, believe, uh, couldn't agree with Penny and Laura more. Um, but yeah, I think it particularly just learn as much as you can. Curiosity is going to be your best skill um, coming out of uni. And just, I mean, marketing itself is really broad. Like there's so many different 
areas within marketing. So um, just try and get experience um, across that. And then like Penny said as well, um, really learn your organization, learn the different parts of your organization, sit in those teams, hear their conversations, because um, especially when you're working for, for a business, you know, marketing impacts all of that and is impacted by all of that. Um, and then, yeah, just keep that mindset of always learning open, because even now I'm still learning. And I think back to when I graduated and we've had a whole pandemic and it's changed everything so much as well, like nothing I could have anticipated. So just being flexible and, and open to change and um yes yeah, so working working for good people it takes sometimes that's not always um as easy as it sounds and you're going to have good and bad experiences but they're ultimately going to form the sum of who you become as a partner uh, as a marketer and um they will all be valuable in the end and so yeah they'll work, work for good people work for people that support you help you to fail fast um and yeah just yeah I think just it all goes back to just being curious and always wanting to learn well, we've just launched our <clears throat> TMG student membership and building our partnership with uh, AUT and other universities around New Zealand. So I'm sure all of their uh, graduating marketers uh, will find your insights and your stories really inspirational and useful. So thank you all so very, very much, um, Hannah, Laura May and Penny for joining us uh, today. It's been it's been great to, to catch up with you all and uh, I can't wait to come down to Christchurch and come to one of these events. <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, we might need a chair chairperson's trip down uh, for for one of the ones at some stage this year. Uh, thank you all for listening in, and thank you to the three of you for sharing your uh, time with us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, thanks, Justin.